Good morning, church. Happy holidays. I hope you had a great Christmas, a good New Year's, and that this beginning to the year has been great for you. Um, if this is your first time, welcome. I want to thank you for joining us at ABU Church, Arnett Benson Unified Church. Uh, the vision of our church is very simple. We're just a collection of God's creation, driven to love God wholeheartedly, love ourselves accurately, and our neighbors selfishly, all for His glory. And so we want to thank you for joining us today if this is your first time. And if you have prayer requests, you're always welcome to leave them in the comments. If you're trying to give a, a giving, whatever the case may be, um, you'll see links below in today's message that can help you with that. But I'm excited for today. Today's message is called The Flurries of Worries. Okay, kind of a play on words, right? The Flurries of Worries. And this is what I mean. We all have moments in our life that places strains on us. Our thoughts, our emotions, our bodies, our decision-making, even our faith. And in the beginning, um, it can produce small worries. And it doesn't seem significant. And as those things continue, what we see is that they pile up. And before you know it, they become like quicksand trying to take us over. Well, God is never caught off guard by these things. And in fact, he wants us to not be caught off guard and learn how to plow through the flurries to be all that he's spoken over us. And so my hope and prayer today is that you would get a word for you specifically, um, that you would feel, man, that you have something tangible to help grow your faith and you would see God moving in amazing ways in your life. So let me pray for us and then we'll jump into the word. Father, I just thank you. Uh, Man, that you're always willing to meet us exactly where we're at and that you desire to grow us in ways that even times we can't see for ourselves. So, Lord, I just pray today uh, that your Holy Spirit would speak to us, that it make it clear the steps that we need to take, uh, that we would focus on what brings glory and honor to you and that you would help us see, man, there's some things that we need to let go of that we need to strip of and uh, to grab your hand and walk in. So, Lord, I just pray today uh, that whatever it is that we need to do specifically for each one of us, that we would hear you clearly, uh, that we would be filled uh, with the passion and boldness to follow through. And, man, that other people would find hope through it. So, Father, we just love you and just thank you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. The flurries. I done said I done messed it up. I only know why I made something so difficult. The flurries of the worries. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 6. We're going to be starting at verse 25. And I love this because this is a part of Jesus speaking on Sermon on the Mount. It's a couple chapters. Uh, but it's so good. Let, let's just dive right in. It says, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more important than food? And your body more than clothing. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? 
These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. That's so good. I love how Jesus speaks to us. He speaks with great clarity. And even in that clarity, there's so much richness and deepness uh, to a lot of the things that he says. Because you got to think, he's speaking to them at a time uh, that's different than our time period, right? So he's speaking to them in ways that they would understand. Um, But this is pretty clear for us, that worrying is infectious. Worrying is infectious. I think if we thought of worrying in the same way that we think about catching the flu, getting sick, or even COVID, maybe we'll take it more seriously. Maybe we would be trying to safeguard ourselves from it. But for some reason, uh, I think maybe it's the size of the worry at the beginning. It kind of tricks us from seeing its capabilities. And that sounds dumb, right? But if I ask you the question, right, have you ever took a small worry seriously at its inception, at the beginning? Of course not, right? We all see it and we're like, ah, it's not, it's nothing really that bad. I'm, I'm not going to push it to the side. And then before you know it, man, you know, water's to our neck. We're all over our head. We're drowning. And we're looking around and we're like, God, where are you? Save me. Help me. Where, what are you doing? And we're freaking out, right? We've all been there. Check out what Jesus says in verse 25. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Mm. Worrying can affect your everyday life in more ways than one. And just to start, what we see is it could damage your health. If you go on WebMD and you search up what worrying could do, what you'll find is, man, It's a scary list of things, to be honest with you, because excessive worrying can physically be harmful for your body. It can lead to dizziness, fatigue, uh, headaches, muscle aches, muscle tension, nausea, high blood pressure, stress, shortness of breath. And this is the thing. As those things continue to take place and continue to happen to you, it just gets worse your condition that it puts you in. And it messes up your nervous system and puts everything out of whack. And then before you know it, you become acceptable to having short-term memory loss, uh, to suppression of your immune system, uh, to panic attacks, anxiety attacks, uh, to digestive disorders, to premature culinary artery uh, disease, to heart attacks, to strokes. And that's crazy when you think about how a worry can take a life of its own and just all of a sudden just consume you as it gets out of control. And Jesus is trying to be mindful of that. He's trying to say, hey, man, hold up, man. You need to pay attention to these things that you're being stressed about, that you're worrying about, because they have some huge uh, impacts in your life, and your health is one of them. Verse 26, he said, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? See, church, worrying about the future hampers your efforts for today. It messes you up. When you focus on what you lack, you can't appreciate what you actually have. Amen. Let me say it again. When you focus on what you lack, you miss out and you can't appreciate what you have. The more that you worry, 
that you feel the, the, the worry of needing more, right? Not having enough for the days ahead. You're stressing out. Man, it becomes your opponent to getting things done. And you become less productive, less focused. Um, you're not able to concentrate on things that you need to do. And before you know it, you're probably uh, starting more things than you're actually finishing, right? And if you're not in the right mind frame, we could make mistakes a lot easier. Um, because when your mind is elsewhere, so is your effort. So is your effectiveness. And so it messes up your productivity. It could mess up the things that you're trying to accomplish. And that's when you end up having those days that you look back and you're like, man, it was a busy day today, but I didn't get nothing done. Because your mind is elsewhere, because you're scatterbrained. Worrying has that effect on you. In verse 27, it says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Can they add a single moment? I'm telling you, worrying is more harmful than helpful. And you're probably like, yes, I know this. I experienced these things. Um, but did you know that it also bursts negativity and that negativity ends up getting dumped on those that are closest to you that are around you? Like, have you ever gone to the store, right, and you're checking out and you see this person and you're like, oh, dang, what's wrong with them? They, they in a bad mood for, like, they know the job that they picked and they won't be upset because they have to do their job. That's crazy. But church, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, what's going on below the surface. Because if we really took the time to think about this, man, this is a great opportunity to extend grace, to extend love to this person. Because we have to realize if we didn't cause it, then it's got to be caused from something else. And so how are we going to respond um, to somebody that's being negative towards us when we didn't ask for it? Well, we should respond the way that Jesus would and love them because there's something behind the scenes going on. And I used to see this happen a lot of times. I would go to the jails, right, into the prisons, and there would be a couple of guards, no matter where you go, that you know that they've been through some things by the way that they would talk and how strict they were. And oftentimes the guys would be like, oh, my gosh, I can't stand this person and this and that. And I would have to remind them and even remind myself. I said, look, guys, man, you don't know the things that they had to go through that led them to being the way that they are now. There's probably a bunch of dudes that have done things that took advantage of their kindness, uh, took a kindness uh, of of their grace and abused it. And now they feel like they have no other place but to be the way that they are. I was like, so this is a great opportunity for us to love them, to show grace to them and to pray for them that they'll be able to break this and let go of this because it's deeper than we we're seeing. It might be stuff at home. You know how it is. Stuff at home, you go to work upset, man, before you know it, you're upset at work. And, man, things can carry. So worrying can have a negative impact that affects those around us. It's infectious. It's crippling even to our faith because it reduces our ability to trust God, um, to walk in our faith. And it's hard to see Jesus in your boat, right? If you're constantly focusing on the storm around, you're focusing on your situation, you're focusing on your problems, and you're forgetting that you need to focus on Him. Um, and this is the thing. That doesn't mean uh, that you don't care if you're not worried about a situation. You can have concerns, okay? We all have this, right? There's a huge difference between worrying and having a concern. You see, because worrying actually immobilizes you. And having a concern, what it does is it pushes you to action 
and to grow closer to God when worrying immobilizes you and pushes you away from God. So worrying is infectious. It's something we want to identify. We want to call out. We want to stomp on. We want to rip up. We want to get rid of it. And God wants to help you do that. Because I think sometimes we get so, man, wrapped up in what's going on that we're like, man, God, you see what I'm going through. Like, where you at, bro? What's the deal? But church, I came to let you know that God does not forget about you. He doesn't. No matter what's going on. Verse 25, we read, Jesus said, that's why I tell you. So we start off seeing that, man, he's talking directly to us. Before all of these things take place, he's trying to get our attention and have a conversation with us. So when we're in the storm, when we're in those moments, we can be remembered of what he's already told us. He sees what we're going through. It's not one bit of stress or worry that he has, and that's the way we should be too. And we're human, so sometimes we let it affect us. But he's trying to help us move past that and walk in faith. He's trying to cool us down right before we internally combust, before we just lose our mind and go crazy. But he hasn't forgotten about you, even when you feel like he's being silent. In verse 26, we read about, man, how he's always constantly trying to remind us that we have value to him. That just because we're in a storm, it never changes our worth or even our importance to him. And sometimes we need to hear that and, and he's willing to go out of his way to make sure that he reaffirms that and lets us know about that. And that's comforting to know because sometimes we just need to know, right? Verse 27, he says, uh, man, it's just a good demonstration that he's trying to save us from ourselves. He's trying to bring us back to realizing that our life is in our hands, that adding you know, a worry to it can't. Can't do anything to it, right? It's going to make things worse and not better. And he's trying to tell us, hey, man, you need to relax. You need to relax. You need to chill out. I haven't forgot about you. I know the situation. I'm here with you. I'm walking with you in this. Verse 28 and 29 says, And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yes, Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. So we talked about the birds, right? And how... He takes care of them. And then he talks about the lilies, how he takes care of them. Those are two examples of how God doesn't ignore those who depend on him. He can't. They're his, right? So he takes ownership in making sure that they have what they need. And that's good news for us because if you are his, if you place your faith in Jesus, if you have a relationship with God, if you're doing life together, then don't let your worries lie to you about God and how he loves you. And how he's there for you. And how he's going to make things happen in your life. We forget that this is in heaven sometimes. And we live in a broken world filled with billions of broken people. Uh, but I, can, I can't speak for you know the billions of people. But I can't speak for myself and through my own experiences. And what I will tell you is that, man, without God's help, I cannot be you know, where I'm at today and who I am today uh, without him. I'd be a hot mess. I'd probably be dead. I'd probably be in prison. There's a lot of things that where I should be. Uh, but God has pulled me from those pits and he's shown me his grace. He's shown me his love and he's shown me that he's never forgotten about me. Even though sometimes I have to go through some tough things. He's going to say, hey, I'm still here with you. Grab my hand. Let's walk through this and we'll get through this together. And that's important to know. Verse 30 says, and if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. 
Why do you have so little faith? Hmm. He cares for us. It's always been demonstrated in our life. If we really took the time to stop and look back and reflect on it. Uh, there was times that I was in courtrooms, right? And I had you know judges back to back and the same prosecutors. And at the moment, I'd be like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. And now that I look back, I see God's hand in my life and His grace that I didn't get what I deserved. And instead, I, I, I got a demonstration of His love through it. And I'm pretty sure if you look back on your life, you'll be able to see that God has always been present, um, even though sometimes you had to endure some hard things. See, because even before we were born, He demonstrated His love for us. You know how? He gave His Son for us. I mean, how much of a bigger thing could He have done than sacrifice His Son for our own well-being so we could have a new life and relationship with Him? That's some crazy love. That's some crazy thing to show that He knows about you, that He loves you, and He cares for you. And, and sometimes, still, we have doubts. Still, we have questions. Still, we lack faith at times. And I feel like, you know, there's probably a bunch of reasons that could lead to you having those moments of doubt, those moments of, of fear, those moments that you're lacking faith. But the one we want to talk about today is one that we were talking about earlier, right? Worrying. How worrying is infectious. How worrying can hinder our faith to the point that we forget about its truth. It can blind us so bad that we resort um, to finding alter alternatives, um, trying to use band-aid solutions, um, that are in need and, and injuries that require surgery. That's how we are sometimes, right? So we run to alcohol and drugs. I mean, you can run to shopping. You can run to a bunch of different things um, to try to take your mind off the worries. And you're running looking for relief instead of going to the reliever. Amen? God wants to help you identify these worries in your life, to call them out, to see them for what they really are, to reflect on His truth, to reflect on His promise, and walk in faith that you are in His care even when you can't care for yourself. It's okay. He's not asking you to figure it out on your own and to do it alone. He's saying, look, man, I'm here with you. You can trust that I already have figured this out, and I'm going to lead you through it. Amen? God hasn't forgotten. So to check it out. We know worrying is infection, is infectious. God hasn't forgotten. This is the critical part, though. It's time for us to do your part. Do your part. God will always do his part. I keep saying that. God will do his part. We got to make sure to be doing our part to be casting out our worries and walking in confidence of not us, but of him, because he's the one that's going to help guide us. Amen. Verse 31 and 32 say, So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father, He already knows all your needs. All of them. And I want to make sure that you catch this right here. It said, These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. This is why this is important. Because when you don't have a relationship with God, your situation can dominate you into submission, okay? None of us want to be in that position, right? We don't want that. And when we place our faith in Jesus, not only does he help us in those situations, but now they no longer can hold us down. Now they can no longer dominate us. Now, instead, we get to walk in victory and share our trials with others. 
And man, that is such a privileged position to be in. That's why I say, you know, don't be scared to share your testimony uh, because your story might be light in someone else's darkness. Okay, we need to be doing these things because no one's life is perfect, right? But a life with Jesus will help you dominate uh, life when life is trying to dominate you. Amen. Let me say it again. A life with Jesus isn't perfect, right? Nobody's life is perfect, but a life with Jesus will help you dominate life when life is trying to dominate you. So remember, God knows your needs. Not just some of them either, right? He says all of them. So whatever your situation looks like, man, don't be ashamed about it. Go talk to him about it. Go spend time with him. And even if you're the one that put yourself in this situation, I know sometimes we can allow shame and guilt to drive us, you know, a wedge between God. That God's like, no, look, that's that's not how I'm operating. I want you to learn from this, you know. Sometimes there's consequences for your actions, for the things that you do that are not correct. Uh, but you're going to learn from this, and I'm going to help you, and I'm going to love you through this, and I'm going to show you grace through this. And, man, that's such good news for all of us. Amen? So if you're in that situation, man, know that God is there with you, and it's going to be okay. He wants to help you in that situation. Because God is always willing uh, to be in our situation with us. Amen? So let's do our part. Verse 33, it says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. Seek the kingdom of God. So it's going to take effort on our part, right? We're going to have to put some work in. You uh, You can't know God, grow a heart aligned with His, and grow in his in your giftings if you're not taking the time to be with him, learning from him, and applying these things to your life. That's an investment that you can't lose. So it makes sense that we should do it. It's just simple things. It shapes you more into Jesus, living like Jesus, responding like Jesus. And I think we could all agree that we could all use more Jesus in our life. Amen? Because when we do, living righteously becomes our, our nature. And fruits of the Spirit will be produced uh, through us. And every need will be met. Okay? You'll never lack nothing because whatever you need will always be met. That's a promise, church. That's a promise you can hold on to. Verse 34, he says, So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today is enough trouble for today. I know we all want to get ahead in life, but we can't get ahead By living tomorrow today. We can't do it. That sets us back. And what God is trying to do. He's trying to help us prepare for the set up that he has for us. So church. Let's quit investing in our worries. And invest in our faith maturing with God. Because this leads to us living one day at a time. and, And keeping us from being consumed by worries. We do our part. God is always going to do his part. Amen. So my challenge for all of us this week. Very simple, very simple, very hard, always is, right? It's this, do what's in front of you. Do what's in front of you. This is what I mean. Don't make things more complicated than what they are. If you need to spend more time reading His Word, you need to spend more time praying, fasting, being patient, trusting God, letting go of things, forgiving. Uh, Man, whatever the case may be, whatever He's asking you to do, be more obedient. Whatever He's asking each day, okay? Don't get ahead of yourself. I'm talking about just each day. Take what's in front of you. Be in that moment. Do your part. It's that simple. Take what's in front of you. 
Be in that moment. Do your part. The more that you take everything one thing at a time, one day at a time, the more the flurries of worries won't have a chance to pile up. And your faith will be strengthened and you'll be able to experience the fullness of God. So church, do what's in front of you. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you um, that even though we could allow our situation to affect us, uh, you want to help us affect our situations in ways that are greater and beyond us. And so, Father, I just pray that for any of my brothers or sisters that came here today and that woke up and that were stressed out, that were worrying, um, that they will learn to identify it, to cast it out, and to let it go. And to see that you haven't forgot about them, that in fact that you're with them, that you're equipping them, that you're sharpening them, that you're preparing them, and that you're walking with them through all of these things, Lord. Because um, you are a God that leaves no one behind. And you are a God that loves us tremendously um, to the point that you extend grace beyond what we deserve. And you sharpen us and mold us uh, beyond our abilities. And so we just thank you for that, Lord. And I just pray, uh, man, that whatever word you have for someone today, that they were able to receive it. um, That they came with an open heart. And that they would be able to do what's in front of them this week. Do what's in front of them each day. And that you would help me do that as well, Lord. that I wouldn't allow uh, the worries to pile up and be, to overwhelm me, um, Father, that I'll be able to identify them, but identify your truth and walk in your love and walk in your truth. And so, Father, I just thank you for your truth. I thank you for the way that you're with us. Uh, man, we're just excited for what you have in store, even in trying times. Father, we love you, and may you get all the glory. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church, I love you. God bless you. I hope this helped you. I hope it strengthened your faith. And man, it just gave you the encouragement that you need today. That it's okay. We all have moments that worries attack us. uh, But God doesn't forget about us. We have a part that we could play in it to overcome it. I love y'all. God bless y'all. Y'all have a great week. Excited things in the works. And as they come, I'll let y'all know. But until then, adios.